Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Itunu, back with another episode uh, for your head tops. Um, thank you everyone who has listened, who has shared, who has liked, who has commented, who's given some feedback. Um, it's very much appreciated. Um, probably at the start of the podcast, you would have heard a familiar tune. That is a um, ongoing game that we play here on the podcast where we'll play um, a familiar tune from a soundtrack of one of our favorite movies or tv shows to see who can guess um which one it was from so for the last episode uh we had a thank you everyone for your contributions we had a few people send us dms on instagram and a few people comment and send us um their guesses on twitter as well nobody got it right so that's one nil to me (laughs) um but um, the answer or the film or TV show um, that the name your tune, hashtag name your tune was from for the last episode was Baby Driver, which is the Edgar Wright film um, starring Ansel Elscott or Ansel, Ansel, however you pronounce his name. Um, so, um, yeah, this week we have a new one for you. So at the start of the podcast, I played a little teaser. You can probably hear it um, just right now playing underneath my vo- my voice or my vocals. Um, so, yeah, if you can guess which one it is, um, feel free to send us a DM on Instagram or on Twitter. Um, our handles um, are the iTunes Speaks Pod on Twitter <laughs> and iTunes speaks on Instagram. Um, yeah, we have a guest this week. You probably heard her voice um, a little bit earlier, but this is someone that's really, really close to me. Um, <laughs> literally, <laughs> we're in a box room recording right now. <laughs> Boris has let us out of the cage, so we can kind of get away with recording um, in the shed of the garden, which is all right. Wow. <laughs> That's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, yeah, we um, we have a guest on this week. Um, it's a very close friend of mine. She goes by the name of Abby. I'll let her tell you a little bit more about herself because um, she's a pretty cool cat, aren't you? Thanks. Hi everyone. My name is Abby and I have a podcast called The Pilgrimage of Her. And um, 
it's basically about life and everything that we go through and our experiences so what I try to do is to encourage everyone with you know my experiences and hopefully you learn from them and the people around you know me interesting yeah i've actually been on your podcast as well you have you've been a guest yeah you're a guest so i think i guess you're doing me the favor by coming on my podcast now uh. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go on your podcast twice and do your favor twice and you hadn't done me a favor in return so i, I mean... thought why not bring you on you're my first guest of the podcast so this is a massive honor oh thank you very much thank you very much thank you for coming on thank you for having me and also sorry just just wanted to because if you want to find me you can find me on instagram at the pilgrimage of her and um on twitter at tpoh account and tpoh is in the pilgrimage pilgrimage of of her account and um i you know you could email me as well it's the pilgrimage of her at gmail.com. That's a lot of plugging. Is it? Yeah, yeah, I think they. <laughs> everything is the pilgrimage of All her of everything just just google the pilgrimage of her and you'll be able to find her um if you follow me on instagram and on twitter as well we do promote a lot of the content from the pilgrimage of her um got to support ba- black businesses especially in these testing times um so yeah if you if you can't find her after all of that feel free to go on on um itunes speaks pod on twitter or itunes speaks on instagram um and probably uh, she'll be in my story somewhere now um abs i call her abs for short we are going to play a little game okay. um, and this is something that i did on my pilot podcast um and i just had an idea that if or well, if i bring guests on they could probably answer the same set of i could probably ask the same set of questions yeah um and see our differing reactions or different answers to these questions mm-hmm so um we're gonna play a little get to know me game um and we see how how um how well you do compared to me well it's, it's subjective it's personal. yeah so i wouldn't say how well but let's just we'll compare it's so competitive i know sorry <laughs> <laughs> no actually because what i did do was i wrote down what i thought your answers would be right mentally Mentally. Like I, I, I made a mental note of what i thought your answers would be okay. when i was thinking of these um of what to do so um we'll see how well you how well i do um yeah. compared to your answers see how so well I, you know me yeah we'll see how well because the first question was what was the last film you watched mm, okay um the last film i watched film or series film <laughs> okay cool uh the last film i watched was hustlers and i watched that on amazon prime videos that's the um S J Lo, Cardi B, B. Mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer. Mm. Um, what's her, what's this name? Lizzo, Lizzo. Lizzo. Yeah. Um, the singer Lizzo. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's quite she's quite problematic, ain't she? Well, okay. So I've heard. I watched. <laughs> on the shade room. I watched Hustlers. Uh, <laughs> Any good? I. Um, I enjoyed it was entertaining mm-hmm. but I was just half the time wondering where the storyline was going and what was going on like I was entertained yeah. with the scenes and all that but it was just like okay so what's the point of this like what's the point of where's it going <laughs> what about the acting 
the acting was good. So Cardi B was good. She Lisa was pretty. She was pretty. They were all pretty much themselves. Right. But how the main, but the main character is J Lo, isn't it? Yeah. And how how is J Lo? J Lo's yeah, J Lo's she's convincing. Because obviously, I, I think if you think about actors that started off as musicians that are very very good actors she's one of them yeah it's a it's a it's a short list isn't it <laughs> i can't, yeah, I can't think of a lot of, of very good actors especially in, in think, movies I wouldn't be able to think that. you see them more in tv but in movies you don't see a lot of um musicians go mm. into that field um i mean what you do find is a lot of actors like Beyonce. that can sing what you find is a lot of actors that can't yeah, but not, not, the not other people way. that have established I'm talking about like recording artists that have established themselves yeah like J-Lo was, yeah. J-Lo had a whole career before she even she stepped started. into the, the field yeah. of, of acting yeah hmm. yeah so yeah she was so what would you rate it out of 10 then uh, out of 10 I'd say maybe 6 6 hmm, that's not bad actually. it's average that's not bad so you would recommend it then to to if you're, um, to to the listeners of the iChasePeace podcast you say if you're not doing anything on a that's exactly what I would say if you're, not, if you're not busy if you're bored you're trying to you know entertain yourself mm-hmm. looking for something to watch us that's alright I mean even Usher made an appearance in the Usher yeah. okay but in terms of like the main characters it's an all female cast isn't it so do you feel like the audience is more for women that's true the men are usually like the men are just the um, supporting characters, if that. If that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's tar- so it's clearly targeted at women not or a female audience. Not necessarily. I think it's targeted to everyone because I feel like they're trying to show oh stripping is not bad. Strippers have a story. Um, okay, so you know me. Would you recommend it for me? Would you? Would yeah, you I'd, say, I'd I say I we could watch it together. Yeah, but if I wanted it. to watch it, if I wanted to, if I was scrolling you, through Netflix and I couldn't find a film, I'll that tell I you to, to watch, watch it. Yeah, and I was just on Amazon I'd Prime. It. You would recommend it. Yeah, but you only gave it six out of ten. So yeah, because if it's not, you need to watch this film. Mm-hmm. It's more like, oh well, if, you're bored. You've got nothing yeah, to if you do, haven't just got much it. to do, you okay. can watch that. It's quite entertaining. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I wrote down um, an MCU film blank so i just left it blank instead of mcu film because uh. <laughs> obviously i know that you're a massive mcu um well massive again it's subjective because um let's yeah. just say you're very you're you're an mcu fan i enjoy um, yes you're one of those that will queue up yeah um on a you know midnight so that you can watch <laughs> the first you know the first viewing, viewing. <laughs> of infinity war and Endgame. yeah i remember i remember you, you did that um, and I know also you're a massive Game of Thrones fan as well. Mm-hmm. So then my second question, or more like a follow-up question would be, then what was the last series that you watched? Last series? Mm-hmm. Like completed or um, yeah, completed. watching right now? No, like completed. I just recently watched <laughs> The Vampire Diaries again. Oh, you finished it? All yeah. of it? Because I know you told me you started it. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know you finished I, it I did. I did. One to six, eight. Six, is it eight? No. Is it eight seasons? I thought it was... One to whatever, yeah. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Wow. I took my time, kind of. How 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 is it aged? Um I still kind of feel the same way about the characters. But the only difference is even though I was um I was always saying, Oh Bonnie, 
they never they did bunny bad you know mm. she, i found her quite annoying this time around yeah i, I mean i wasn't a bunny fan really i found her so annoying when i watched it I wasn't and i was just fan. like you really didn't have to do half the things that you did you know but i guess it's just for the story um i found elena annoying Everyone finds Elena annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so again, there's nothing. I found her annoying. Yeah. Um, but I did see that the whole, like you know, the whole season when she wasn't there, there was a big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Like she was, there was a void. Yeah, and I think that's because from the beginning they've always built it around Elena. her. So then it felt weird. Yeah, the story was not... a, the story was about Elena. Yeah. You know what I mean, felt weird for the for, for for them to go a whole season without the main character. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I think the series started off with Elena being the main character, um, but I think as it progressed, it the I think it tends to focus more on the Salvators, on the Salvatore, um Damon and yeah, Stefan. Yeah, it's always been about them. Yeah, so I wouldn't necessarily say that Elena, that was was always the main character in all of the seasons i wouldn't i wouldn't she's agree one of with three that. yeah the whole thing was around her even the the whole period when she was and she was away it was mainly oh elena elena this as a result yeah because of she's a catalyst she was the one that you know we were introduced to yeah it was through her that we met stefan obviously it's through her that we met damon obviously so i can and understand also keeping the story going was them writing to elena yeah yeah <laughs> yeah fair so that's what I mean because even when like I said when she wasn't there they were writing because she was usually the one narrating the story mm-hmm. when she wasn't there they were writing it to her mm. so it I was... guess I, I guess it's just because a lot of the time in the seasons especially during the body of the season mm-hmm. it wasn't always Elena focused right. it was often focused on you know I guess that you can say the narrative was driven by the villain whoever the villain was yeah. um, obviously when Klaus came he <laughs> Class is my guy, fam. Class this is, is just problematic. And you know what? I, I'm watching. I'm watching Legacies now, by the way. Mm. Really good. I finished season one. Yeah, I finished season one of Legacies. It was really good. I don't know. There's a few. There's a few Klaus. There's a few Klaus um, Easter eggs in there as well. Oh, okay. That hints that we didn't. We didn't see everything yet from the end of the originals. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I'd suggest you watch it. Uh, I, 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 I brought it to your attention because I thought you'd love it because you're about that Vampire Diaries original life. I liked the originals too. So I'm really surprised that you haven't brought it to me. I think maybe I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just not for you, the audience, because it, it's very, it's very youth focused. Like they're all kind of like I found teenagers the, 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 the one in I watched high was school a bit annoying. and stuff like that. But it gets better. Okay. It does get better. Um. Right, okay, so you told us um, your latest, the latest film you've watched. You yeah. told us the latest TV show you've watched. Yeah. Um, I've got one more question. And this one is um, buy, borrow, and burn. And I've made it MCU specific for you. So, okay. Would, and the three that you're going to be um, kind of factoring in terms of buying, borrow, and burn is the... Iron Man trilogy, the Captain America trilogy, and the Thor trilogy. So I need you to put one for one. So buy one, borrow one, burn one of those three. Okay. Which would you choose? 
I would. Do you want me to? Okay, do you want me to tell you what I think you'd do first? Okay, go on. So I'll Ooh. share my answer with you. Okay, yeah. I feel like you would buy. Um, I feel like you'd buy Iron Man. Okay. I feel like you'd borrow Thor and you'd burn Captain America. It's... And the reason I say that is because I feel like you really like you're actually no because <laughs> you're you're more Captain America than Iron Man. I love Captain if, America. Yeah. Um, but I don't think you'd buy Captain America. I love Steve Rogers. Like, but I... <laughs> okay, I think you'd I think you'd buy Thor, borrow Captain America and burn Iron Man. Wow, that's a full one. That's a <laughs> that's a full one eighty. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't think that through when I wrote it down. Yeah, I feel like you'd buy, um, you'd buy Captain, you'd buy um, Thor, borrow Captain America and burn Iron Man. Those are my picks. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're very nice picks. <laughs> but wrong. I wouldn't say that it's wrong because <laughs> those are like my three favorite characters. Yeah, I know. That's why it. That's the that's point of the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the point of the game. It's meant it to be hard. It makes it so difficult. Yeah, it's meant to be hard. So. I would... Well, I... Okay, start, start with it. Do it this way. Yeah. Which one of the three would you buy? That's like Claire. The one that's Claire to you. Would I buy? Yeah, the one that's Claire out of Iron Man, Thor and Captain America. Possibly Captain. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so you'd buy Captain America. So it's between Thor and Iron Man. Which one would you burn? I don't want to burn any of them. <laughs> I'll probably burn Hulk. Don't let me break out into Usher and start saying this. <laughs> let it burn. Which one? I'll burn. I'll, I'll burn. I might add that in. Hulk. As a backing track. <laughs> If I play, if I play this with, if I play this with other people, I'll just, I'll just phase out whatever's playing and just let you know, it burn. Just let the instrumental of burn play while you decide. Wow. Um, yeah. Which one would you burn between Thor I and Iron Man? Iron Man. Hulk. Yeah. I didn't. Get, yeah, you did. I didn't. No, I said yeah, Captain. Hulk doesn't even have a trilogy of films. <laughs> Don't try it. Between, <laughs> between no, Iron Man said, and Thor. He said Hulk. No. Did he not Bet say Hulk? Between he said Iron Man Hulk. and Thor. I'm burning Hulk. That's it. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. Hulk was in a Thor film, so technically that means you're burning Thor. No. And buying Iron and borrowing Iron Man. There you go. So you're buying Captain America, you're borrowing Iron Man, and you're burning Thor. Oh. No. That's yeah. Harsh. No, 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 Thor's no. Thor's a bad boy. There's a know. British humour in Thor that I like. Yeah, Thor's a bad boy, you know. So, Even no, just like I'm gonna the God Thor. of Thunder stuff. Like, especially in um, Ragnarok. Mm. He was doing bits in that. Ragnarok was funny. Yeah, he was doing, and he was doing bits. Like, no, no, hammer. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 he was doing bits about that hammer. No, no, no. I'm buying. Thor, and borrowing Captain, and burning Iron Man. Isn't that what I said? Yeah, that's what that's you what said. said. That's what I said. That's what I was right. I actually got it right. Oh, that's great. Um, so today I brought you on because part of your podcast, um, you also apart from your podcast, sorry, you also have a book club. Um, I do. I have a book club. You don't need to plug it. <laughs> 
I do. Plug, I have a book club. She can plug it at the end. She can plug it at the end. <laughs> I'm trying to transition here. Um, yeah, you have a book club. Yes. And I was thinking about what to talk about with you and thought, why not discuss um, some of your favourite books that have been adapted into movies or TV shows? Nice. Um, and, or have kind of like a further discussion um, or wider discussion based around um, adapted screenplays versus original screenplays and how we're seeing less of original screenplays, for me at least, um, mm. in mainstream cinema and in TV. Um, we're seeing less of it and we're seeing more adapted um screenplays in terms of them coming from different sources um, that are already established and have a medium of their own maybe have fans of their own already Mm -hmm. Um, so for you know guaranteed money yeah guaranteed money for production companies guaranteed money for people um, who are investing Mm -hmm. in whatever product it is it's it's an easier sell Um, you already have fans who are expecting and there's already a buzz going so I can understand the need um, for adapted screenplays um and why it's the niche now or it's become popular um become very popular should i say mm-hmm. um but if you look at some of the original screenplays um that have come out over the last couple of years you know you're looking at stuff like get out was an original screenplay by jordan peele mm-hmm. us was an original screenplay by jordan peele um what else there was another one that i thought of um that was really really good uh, Queen and Slim was an original screenplay. Um, Queen and there's Slim. A, there's a few. Of Ava DuVernay um, is very good with doing original screenplays in the last one that she did. Um, you know, so there's so many really, really good original screenplays. And what they're very good at doing is actually, it's because it's original, the source material in terms of what, what, um, what, um, it derives from or what it draws inspiration from is actually society that we live in today. Mm. And we really, it, it really is a way to co- um, to have a social commentary on the yeah. society that we live in. I mean, yeah. you look at Get Out, for instance, and how it talks about racial inequality in America. Us goes a step further in really, you know, pretty much in so the title saying him. US as in the United States, mm. us, and how it breaks down, you know, the, the racial divide um not so much on the nose but ultimately i think it it was quite on the nose um in the end for people who are really looking for it as well and like you said queen and slim literally talks about police you know police brutality um so you could see that there's a need for original screenplays yeah. um and they have a particular role to play in in cinema and in 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 film as well so what are some of the you know um adapted screenplays that you've seen um especially from source materials that you may have read before or that you're quite familiar with obviously we've been talking about the mcu the mcu is a massive one uh game of thrones is a massive one as well but have you got a few others that you've that you've um seen and you've been quite happy about or what are some of your thoughts on that i think uh the most recent one was little women i read the book and then i watched the film yeah and I quite enjoyed that because I loved how they portrayed the characters and every, I think it was just done really, really well. Wait, you loved the book or you both, loved the adaptation? Both. I, I loved both. Because... Well, which is quite... Which is not... Which is um a bit weird. Not mm-hmm. weird. It's a bit odd for mm-hmm. me because generally I prefer the books to the films. Right. Because in my head... I think most people do. Yeah, I, I think that the main reason is because you already picture what you're reading. As you're reading, you're imagining the scenes and things that are happening. Yeah. So when 
someone else has produced a film, it's from their imagination and mm-hmm. it might not match your what imagination, you what you already yeah. have in mind. Like so when you go in thing. thinking, you go in thinking you're going to see what you pictured when yeah. you were reading it and yeah. then you come out disappointed because it doesn't yeah. meet that expectation. I guess reading can be quite subjective, at best yes. especially when it comes to the characters. Yeah. Um, like, you might, you might, I guess you feel like by the end of the book, you feel like you really know them. Yeah. So, and even what they look <laughs> so like, you it. build a picture of what they look yeah. like how they talk and mm-hmm. their mannerisms and mm-hmm. things like that so if they say someone was aggressive you picture what aggressive is in your mind yeah. you if they say oh this person was beautiful you picture what beautiful is mm-hmm. and to me beautiful is completely different to what um a random person down the road is going to yeah. picture what beauty yeah. like what beauty is beauty yeah. is different to everyone so, so. Have, yeah it's very subjective yeah i can understand that but i think what i think the second question or the follow-up question i'll ask with that is was or from when you read the book so little women for instance did it feel like they just ripped everything from the book and literally just put it in the script or did it feel very much like an adaptation where they just took um maybe the plot the storyline but they you know made it their own um, and it didn't feel like they were just plagiarising something that's already established. Little Women did such a good... Because do you know what? There's been like three different films. Little Women have done it. It's like um, watching... It's like talking about Romeo and Juliet. Like there's so many Romeos and Juliet. Yeah, Jane Eyre and that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, Wuthering Heights. Actually, I think there's only one Wuthering Heights. I I think there's two. I think there's two. (laughs) Uh Oh. Because <laughs> I, I read, I read Wuthering Heights, mm-hmm. and then I watched the film as well, and I, it made more sense to me watching the film. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, I pictured it, but yeah, that wasn't too bad because it was so clear what the characters were. So mm-hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. But anyway, mm-hmm. with Little Women, um, in terms of how they adapted it to, to film into film is that how you say it yeah terminology okay so (laughs) (laughs) um i thought they did a really good job so one of the the main things that um you find with little women is that they're two different books they're two different um what do they call them basically book one and book two yeah make up the whole book and book one was when they were younger. It talks about their childhood and things like okay, that. Okay, and then book and two, two was, when they was grown. yeah, mm. the adulthood. Mm-hmm. So what they did in the film was they used different colors. So book one was more was more summery. You know, like the sunset, that color. I'm not sure how they they talk about it in films, mm-hmm. but like the it was it had the sunset color yeah. or that kind of hue, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. going on. And then book two was that more bluer. blue, mm-hmm. and yeah. Because they're funny enough, they're doing that in the new um, Christopher. Um, is it Chris Nolan? The guy that directed um, the Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah, Chris. I think it's Nolan. Yeah, I know it's Nolan. <laughs> what a first name! Because I don't want to. I don't want to get him confused with his brother. Because his brother does. Um, he his brother directs as well. Um, oh, well, ah. I don't know then. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. I am. Well, a fan, anyway, the but, film Tenet. Yeah. Tenet. Yeah. That okay. you've seen the trailer for. Yeah. yeah. Um, in that film, the premise actually is is that you know it's it's two different realities 
um, and they distinguish the two realities from one is like a redder hue and one is like a bluer hue. Yeah. Well, you see it in the trailer anyway. So it's it just commenting that it's it's something it's a trick that is done quite often to distinguish between two separate things. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I think to a lesser extent, um, they do it in Marvel as well. So like in Doctor Strange, which I rewatched the other the other day. Um, stuff like when you enter the mirror dimension it looks very different so just to mm. distinguish for the audience yeah. so that you're not confused so yeah. I understand that yeah so it was it was so good and because in the book the book one comes first obviously um, before you read the adulthood mm-hmm. um, part of the book yeah. of the story in the film they mixed and matched it so it, it was it was going simultaneously yeah and um yeah, I just really enjoyed that. And I thought they did a really good job. Compared to when I first watched Twilight. Because I read... Where did Twilight come from? I read the... Well, I'm just <laughs> comparing it. So, I read the book way before the films came out. So, I already pictured everything in my head. Yeah. So, when the... Um, when I watched the film, I Bella was not at all what I imagined. So... I wasn't objective and I didn't watch it thinking, okay, like, this is an adaptation. Mm-hmm. I was just very disappointed initially. In the, in the acting? In everything. Like, just like, oh, no, that's not how he's meant to be or that's not how she's meant to be. Because so, I've already, I already <laughs> brought them up in, in my head. head. Yeah. yeah. So why... <laughs> yeah, that happened with that. And I think another film, I can't remember. What was it? The Hunger Games. It was... Yeah, it's similar to, to something else. And then I just decided, look, you know what? It's not going to be what you <laughs> Lower your expectations. Yeah, just go there going to, like, you've read it. You know the story, like, what it should be or whatever. Mm. But just enjoy the film and mm-hmm. enjoy someone's um, interpretation. Their take, yeah, their take on it, in essence. you've read. Okay, so are there any films that you've... Um, sorry, are there any books that you've read that you'd love to see an adaptation of? Well, in my book club. <laughs> okay. Continue to plug it. <laughs> we we read well the last two books that we read. Yeah. Actually. Oh yeah, I'd love. Yeah, stay I'd with me. That'd be a, that'd be a good um. Stay no, with me. Yeah, good yeah. Hollywood film. But not necessarily no. <laughs> I feel like some of the some of the twists in that book are a bit too unrealistic for, for Hollywood. <laughs> it would be too well, hard for Hollywood to, to no um, because it's really mental. Believe. It was dealing with mental health illnesses and Bruh, things like that. So that's it's, nah. There's a few things in that book that um, it's like, like it's like trying to say the way the way my happened. Yeah, it's like trying to say things that happened in Black Mirror shouldn't. No, that's not the same because in this one it doesn't make sense. He shoved the second wife down the stairs yeah and then oh she's dead okay and then that's it she's gone Nothing. this is nigeria that's what i'm saying like yeah, it's so just they very might, unrealistic they, might, they could add that to it like, and then get the police to come down oh she tripped she fell whatever you yeah know. but that's not in the book so now you're changing stuff not changing not, you're just yeah i don't know you're just making i feel like nollywood nollywood we just watch it for the arguments just watch it for the <gasps> shock factor and then that's it and we oh no oh, that's a great film actually well i um, think it would be a but really hollywood good film. Is... <laughs> i disagree i don't know i just don't um but for the second one american marriage i'd love to see an american so. marriage yes but i just feel like with american marriage um it's a cheap again cheap plug to the publisher of her book club the book is really really good but 
being adapted to a film, that I think there's certain books that can't be, or they'll struggle to be adapted to, um, to oh, film. Why is that? So similar to, um, I read The Girl on the Train before I watched the yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and it didn't really translate well because, especially in the book, there's a lot of narrating um, yeah. from the perspective of the characters. Yeah. So there's a lot of, for instance, the whole section in the book, in The, um, the American Marriage, where they're just writing letters to one another. Mm-hmm. It'd be very difficult to put... To, I don't think so. That on I think they've done that before. No, they de- no they've done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think they did it in The Time Traveller's Wife. Um, mm-hmm. But... I just feel like it's it's a, it's a lot of um, a lot of um, internal monologuing. Um, okay, from the I book see what you mean. That the film would be very very one one that di- one dimensional. Um, and obviously, for the book readers, we kind of know the ending anyway. And the ending is it would be it would be difficult, I guess, because you could build it up until that final scene mm-hmm. where you know whatever happens in that on. last bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But apart from that. It would be, I don't know, it would be very, it might be very boring, but I guess it depends on, um, it depends the, on the, the actors. The get actors. Michael B. Jordan to be Roy. <laughs> get a couple of ladies in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or Andre. No, Michael B. Jordan will fit Andre better no, than Roy. Andre's light skinned. In your head. <laughs> in your head. I'm pretty sure. Read the book. Wrote, Read the book. You, you see why. Read the book and you see why he's light skinned. He's light skinned. In your head. No, his dad's his dad's um um uh, what's what's it he's mixed. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of mixed guy do you think is dark skinned? Okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Excuse me. No, I do you know I just, I just never thought about it like that. <laughs> okay. I just never thought because he doesn't. So in your head, Andre's dark skin. Do you know what? It's mad. He actually acts light skin as well. That's <laughs> mad. Come <laughs> out here. That sounds like in your head. Oh, I never thought about it. I, I just never thought yeah. about his complexion. I don't. I, really? I've just thought about his face. Like. So what like was his face? Or like a little. Weasel. <laughs> 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 um, I guess yeah. So I'd I'd love to see something like that. But yeah. for me, um. I'm more of an advocate for um, original screenplays where there's a bit more depth, there's a bit more um, thought put into um, the concept of the film. Um, I think the both themes, are The themes then tie in very much into maybe the character arc or whatever it is. Um, and it has a has an impact on, on society when it comes out as well. So look at the impact that Get Out had on cinema but the thing is, if we have too many, if we have too many of those, we become desensitized to them. No, but it's not about. I think for me, it's less about being desensitized to seeing it on the screen, uh-huh. but actually what it's com what it's commenting on. So what is it a social commentary about? So right. in Get it Out, about, where it, okay. yeah, it can literally be about anything. anything. It right, can, yeah, it can literally be about anything, but. The, the discussions that it stirs up mm-hmm. in the home so yeah. maybe on your way back from from um, watching an original screenplay with your friends you guys are having discussions about what you've seen in that yeah. film yeah. and in, or the discussions that you have on social media or on Twitter or on Instagram where it builds a legacy after it's come out where people are still talking about these things now I mean you know the term um, of um, in Get Out of when you know when he when they go under to the uh that lady where she hypnotizes them and she taps yeah. the thing and they go to the you're sinking to the sunken place the sunken place like okay. that became a thing yeah you know what i mean that became a thing 
Yeah. Where, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a politician, <laughs> but you know, when people are not acting themselves and yeah, acting very C O O N S I A S H, yeah, I tried to spell it out. But when they're not acting themselves, they're in the sunk place. I'm still trying to figure out what you just spelled out. Um, but they're not acting themselves they're in the sunken place it became right. a staple in, in our culture mm. something like that um, it has a legacy and beyond just what your 95 minutes just watching a film and then maybe another half an hour talking about it so I feel like um, and those kind of projects are not as easy to do so like for instance when Jordan Peele pitched Get Out I think the budget was like 35 million or something like that and what it made, obviously, with great acting, Daniel Kulia, great directing, great buzz, great mm. support from the black community, yeah. great word of mouth and stuff like that. It really, really did well. So on his next project, which was Us, he got, a, obviously, with reputation, yeah, he got a much bigger yep. um, budget for the film. And you see that... Um, he, you know, he still is able to maintain and sustain the level or the quality um, mm. of production that he did in film. I wouldn't necessarily say that us is better than Get Out. I would say Get Out is better than us. Um, but that's just I never of the really watched Us actually. <laughs> you should. Mm. It it's very very good. Um, okay. And again, you know, the original screenplays really give an opportunity for actors to really um, show themselves. Daniel Kulia, that was his breakout film. You mm. look at us, um, and that was um, a great opportunity for, oh, I forgot her name, the actress in Us. Dark skinned. Yeah. She's on the tip of my tongue, I just can't remember her name. But I just know that, for most, for the most part at least, Lapita Nyongo, like, it really gives actors like that an opportunity to really carry a film and show what they can do yeah um especially ones that are in most like indie films mm. with very to very to um to little or to no budget for the film so i think there's a place for it in cinema there's a place for it in tv as mm. well um i mean even quite recently noel clark was on twitter talking about when he pitched his tv show the one with him and kano um to a lot of different kind of um production companies sky bbc itv channel 4 and stuff like that and they just thought do you know what you two black you know <laughs> british actors can't carry a series with with the type of budget that you're asking for eventually sky did buy it and they're on season two now and they're doing great mm. so you can see that there's a place for original screenplays in tv there's a there's a demand for it but i guess the the reason for the rise of adapted screenplays that we're seeing now is just because of supply and demand isn't it there's you know like we were just discussing we'd love to see stuff like an american marriage start to see stuff like stay with me yeah. as movies as tv shows Norton crosses Norton crosses that did quite well on bbc was a was a um a popular book back in the in the um, I think it was late 90s, early 2000s, um, and they've adapted that, and that's done amazingly well, um, while still fulfilling the purpose of kind of having a social commentary on racial divides and stuff like mm. that. So I guess it's a, it's the best of both best of both worlds, adapted screenplay, because it can you can loosely tie it in, and it doesn't have to be a like for like remake <laughs> of the mm. book. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say that um, there's a place for both. Um, 
but it's just it's a little bit disappointing that you're not seeing as much of um, original screenplays or the opportunity I guess it because it is a gamble um, and you not all original screenplays you know, are box office smashes and do amazingly well some are often flops and don't do well like a wrinkle in time from Ava DuVernay who's a really really good director but that particular film just didn't do very well and I watched that it wasn't so bad I quite yeah, but for the budget that she was given, I think she was given over a hundred million. Did it didn't really, um, it didn't really do well in the box office to justify what um, she requested for the for the budget that it was spent on it. Now that's not that's not to say that Ava DuVernay isn't a fantastic director because we've seen her other work and know that she is. But on some occasions, original screenplays just they won't do well simply because they don't have that. So that demand that an adapted screenplay might do yeah yeah so um before we leave i just wanted to ask you one more question and it's based around um what you want to see more of in um tv and cinema moving forward would you like to see oh. more original screenplays or would you like to see more of your adapted screenplays i know you mentioned that especially for like going back to the mcu for instance with um with Disney acquiring, you know, the properties of Fox, stuff like the X-Men characters, Fantastic Four characters, are now available to come into the MCU. I know you mentioned that <laughs> there's a particular couple yeah, you'd like um, to see. Yeah, I'd like to see the Black Panther and Storm's relationship. That would bang. Yeah. That would bang as a I'd film. love to see them. And to, <laughs> be, to be quite fair, I don't think I'm fussed in terms of original or adapted mm -hmm. screenplays because... As long as it's good. Half the time, or quite a number of times, a lot of people haven't read the books as well. Yeah. So I didn't read... There's some films that I watched first, but actually I don't bother to read them after, but I then find out that there was a book mm. that it was based off. So, you know... I, I don't really mind as yeah. long as it's a good story. Yeah, I, I, I guess we can't always, you know, watch a film or watch a show and be like, oh yeah, this is definitely an original screenplay, yeah, or this is exactly. definitely an adapted screenplay. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. But I think it's from the side of the directors or from the side of the, the script writers or even from the side of the actors, um, I know that there's always a, a need for there to be balance um, from both sides yeah. I guess from you know from the corporate side you know you want to see you want to invest in what's going to make the most amount of money for you what's a guaranteed success what's a guaranteed hit and most of the time it's an adapted screenplay that already has a reputation behind it and a following behind it mm. but a lot of these original screenplays do also serve another purpose other than just making money um, and like I was saying we'll get out they've done a great job of actually furthering the culture and really making an impact on the culture as well and that's what we mm. want to see in, in movies is to see that growth especially in the trying times that we are in right now with the whole COVID um, situation with the whole racial in injustices that we're seeing in America and in other parts of the world there's never been um, a better time for cinema to really um, make its mark um, and really comment on what we're seeing in mm. the world and you know some people are often um, ignorant to the struggles of um, other well, ethnic get, minorities and it's that. not to go into do it but what film yeah. does a good job of doing actually is making it more more palatable um, for, for other people to be able to see I the think, struggles I think they've been to be doing, able to I understand think they've been doing what's going that. on I think they've been doing it more than enough of that actually I mean 
we would you say before okay did you watch um blood diamonds yes okay so before watching blood diamonds did you know about there was just that one that one if we're talking about what was relevant now or was no i'm just saying back then Okay, but I'm saying you're Did saying, you know that that's saying, how that's where diamonds came going from? Forward. No, I'm just I'm no the point I made was that for people who may be ignorant to, to certain, certain things, things I guess I've only just got seeing it in one, cinema I've might make one it more palatable mind. for you to be able to yeah. I've got one in mind, maybe that's why I'm saying what I'm saying in terms of like we're, we're definitely seeing and no one should really be ignorant of anything right now in terms of yeah, when it comes to know. that no, when it comes to that, you really should. There's no excuse for you to be ignorant. But if you're talking about others, not everyone's other on issues, social. I think not everyone's on social media. Um, yeah, not everyone's on social media. And obviously, social media is the main place where you you are seeing what's going on. Um, and again, you know, if you're in a small town somewhere where you're not watching mainstream news or you're not keeping up to date with what's happening all over the globe and you can't keep up with every single thing that happens so um often it can it can often feel like oh um in your circle it might only be a one-off or an isolated incident even if okay so a situation like that bringing out a film is just entertainment to them it's just like oh my gosh that was so hard and that's what i'm saying and that's it it's not gonna make a difference but what i'm saying is is that that can be um the initiate initiator or can initiate initiator i don't think that's a word but it can initiate the conversation about that topic or it can make it more palatable when they see the other side so they might even they might you know be i don't say they might be a racist but they might be someone that has those hard right views um and watches a film where they see the other side of it and that might soften their views a little bit or make it a bit yeah you hope i think you hope yeah you hope but what i'm saying is is that film serves other purposes other than just making money and just being entertainment so we want to see more um and we want to see directors really push the boundaries as well at least for me i want to see directors really pushing the boundaries um and really commenting on um what we're seeing in society today so that you know our kids we can be able to point them to films um because they might not have experienced all of the things that we're going through now right now um but Mm. if we have films that are you know somewhat commentaries on what life was like in these times you know in the future we we still have them documented and we can always bring them bring these films back out and show them that well well, this is what this is what (laughs) this is what life was like back then Mm. you know what i mean yeah Mm. i hear that well abs thank you for uh this conversation really really good conversation thank you for coming on i'm going to bring you back on again because <laughs> yeah no worries <laughs> you did really well <laughs> what do you mean i did well your movie knowledge is quite up there so that's, is it that's, no yeah. i think no, you're average it's no, not really... be nice to yourself i think you did well uh thank you for coming on um thank you everyone for listening in do you want to just plug your podcast one more time okay i don't think they got it the 20 did it before <laughs> 20 times well hi once again my name is abby i am the host of the pilgrimage of her it's a podcast on spotify apple podcasts google podcasts um Breaker, radio public wow. like it's, it's a, a lot, lot it's out there yeah <laughs> it's out there so if you just search for the pilgrimage of her 
on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, you should be able to find it. Also on Instagram, follow me because then you get more updates that way. And yeah, there's quite a lot going on, so it's easier to stay up to date if you follow me on Instagram. Um, yeah. Twitter? Twitter, I'm getting there. <laughs> so if you do follow me, thank you very much. Um, it's the, it's T-P-O-H, that's the pilgrimage of her account. Um, yeah, that's it. That's, it. Yeah. that's my Twitter account. Fab, well, thank you for coming on. Thank um, you for having me. As usual, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify and on SoundCloud at iTunes Speaks. Um, until next week, we'll be back again where we'll have um, another topic arousing discussion about film, TV, um, and, and the art of film that we all love so much. Um, but for now, thank you so much for listening um, and see you later. Bye. Bye.